You're listening to the Crypto Curry Club podcast with Erica Stanford. Our guests today include Maria Stankovic, Policy Advisor with Crypto UK and Head of Business Development with Exmo. Our second guest is Ian Taylor, Executive Director with Crypto UK. This episode of Crypto Curry Club is brought to you by TrueLayer. TrueLayer.com forward slash crypto. Hi, thank you everyone very much for joining us. I'm Erica. Thanks, big thanks to TrueLayer for sponsoring the crypto exchange series, looking at the present and future of crypto exchanges, specifically in the UK. Big thanks to Maria Stankovic, our Chief Business Development Officer from Exmo and Ian Taylor from Crypto UK. Ian always needs no introduction. So very, very grateful to both of you for joining us and, and excited to be here. Um, so, I mean, first of all, just first question, what have you seen as the main trends, the main themes and the main sort of questions, topics, challenges looking at crypto exchanges um, in the last year? Maria, quickly over to you. You're coming from the hot seat of an exchange. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. Yes, I, I would name, uh, you know, the Binance case, uh, probably one of the most powerful cases uh, in the previous year. I mean, the case when, um, like, the government, after government started blocking them and started um, talking to them in terms of the compliance and the ML. Um, so I would say that, uh, you know, for us as an exchange that is fully compliant uh, was a good sign. And, um, you know, that's not only because the Binance, Binance is a competitor, for sure not. But I mean, like last year, we were definitely in an uneven situation when we were uh, doing all the compliance checks and ML procedures and, you know, we were requesting source of funds from our users. And of course, uh, if there were, you know, any other exchange um, that was not that was um, there because it was easier for them and the liquidity and the commissions were the same so for us this case meant a lot because you know we've seen that users started thinking of that also from different kind of perspective so i would name binance uh case probably the most powerful one and of course, another one is the, uh, the the whole process with FCA. So FCA, um, well, they didn't uh, they didn't sort of um, do much. I would say that uh, uh, in terms of the um, in terms of the putting the exchanges to the permanent list. So we do have the temporary list at the moment. But I think we all kind of hoped that this year will become a very big one, a very powerful one for for the UK um, for the UK crypto sphere. But it didn't happen, and I think uh, that it wasn't positive, but it actually influenced a lot uh, because, you know, many, many exchanges, including us, uh, we had the plan B and we went to different uh, regulations to, you know, to Gibraltar, to, uh, to Malta and so, and so far so on. Oh, amazing. And thank you. And, and Ian, what about you? I mean, what have you seen as the main highlights looking back at, at specifically focusing on, on crypto exchanges over the over the last year over 2021 specifically around aml and kyc um thank you very much for having me on erica pleasure to to be with Thanks you for joining us gosh 2021 how much time do we have i i, <laughs> I can't really give you <laughs> everything that's happened in the last year it's been it's been 
pretty exponential in terms of developments growth not just in the policy space but also in um, the adoption market participant growth um, and really crypto hidden mainstream so just just to try and keep it relatively focused and succinct 2021 um, I think Maria touched on it um, we saw some um, enforcement action um, in the UK around Binance. We've also seen some other enforcement action overseas, um, especially in the States around BitMEX, some, some big fines coming out of the US. And this is all focused mainly around money laundering and economic crime. Most policymakers have made this their priority, and naturally so. Um, most of the industry has no problem with making sure that illicit finance um, is, is halted. Bitcoin and other crypto assets generally have a bad reputation. And I, I believe personally, and, and, and we do at Crypto UK, this is a misnomer. And we're doing a lot of work with government to try and change that narrative. Um, we saw the IPO of Coinbase. So that was the first public listing, valuing that business at some 70 or 80 billion. So I know uh, Maria mentioned uh, Binance. So we could argue that their valuation, if they ever did IPO, which is highly unlikely, would be significantly greater. Um, and also we've seen some really large valuations, FTX. So some of these exchanges are really grown into absolute monsters and behemoths of business. And just sort of to, to, to wrap it up in, in terms of the policy and the regulation we have in the UK, the money laundering regime, which is taking a heck of a long time. And there's it's fought with a lot of issues, both in terms of um, the market participants, not necessarily knowing how to be regulated because it's the first piece of regulation we've seen but also at the regulator not having the right level of resource not understanding business models and we've seen a lot of lack of continuity around around staff there but we believe and hope that that's improving we've seen um, some additional companies added to the register in the last few months so that's in process and I think I'll just finish up on something very relevant and a hot topic for us is financial action task force and, and the travel rule consultation just closed in the UK regarding this which we responded to um, and this is going to impact all VASPs or trading exchanges and other service providers will have to improve or change their processes to to ensure that um, customer information is is sent when they send a transfer to another exchange and collected by the receiving exchange. No, thank you. And and what do you see? We'll start with you in just uh, going forward in, into the next year into twenty twenty. What do you see as being the sort of the main things coming specifically regarding AML and KYC? I mean, speaking to a lot of the, the crypto companies is one of the the, the the challenges they struggle with, it, just how to get this sorted and how to go about it. And obviously now we're also seeing the rise of things like blockchain and crypto analytics companies and, and, and providers in this space. What what do you see as, as coming next? And will will this be easier for exchanges and, and crypto um, companies going forward to address? So next year um there'll be there'll be additional regulation um and i've touched on the on the travel rule it's we're just at consultation stage so what we've advocated for is a is a, a passive piecemeal approach um for policymakers because it's not particularly easy for lots of market participants to 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 do what's being asked of them in terms of collecting this data so that will come down the pipe. So companies will have to start becoming compliant. However, we, we have this issue where, for example, in Singapore, they've already, um, government and the regulator, monetary authority of Singapore, Mass, has already requested that exchanges and VASP capture this data. So we see this, if you like, it's called the sunrise problem. So it's, uh, 
companies that want to send a transfer from Singapore to say a non-compliant country like the UK right now will not. And that's a problem. We don't want the UK to be left behind where it can't transact globally. So that's an issue. That's why we're advocating for this sort of more balanced piecemeal approach from the UK policymakers. Um, there'll be additional regulations, not just focused on uh, KYC in AML. We know stable tokens will be regulated. Financial promotions will be regulated in the UK um, in 2022. And from our conversations with the FCA, we know that they're looking at other aspects, for example, market integrity and market surveillance. So I would urge all exchanges to start thinking about this, perhaps better disclosures, um, what are the risks involved, clearer pricing strategies for, for their consumers, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then I think just finally, just to focus on the question on AML, I hope that we see a greater permeation of using the technology. You talked about blockchain analytics, analytics companies. The whole idea of blockchain is it's public. So you can see all the transactions. And what we have is the ability as an industry, not only with some of the interesting work going on in cryptography, zero knowledge proofs, is to be able to use uh, the blockchain technology to actually fight crime better than tr traditional financial institutions and that's some of the work we're developing as well and i please urge your listeners to read our consultation it's a, it's a wee bit dry but there's some information in there regarding this stuff and there's some links to to, to some of the good work being done <clears throat> cool thank you and and over to you maria what do you think is is next for uh, 2020 specifically looking at, at changes upcoming regarding aml and, and kyc yeah, well, yeah, Ian touched a very, uh, very important subject um, concerning the travel rule. And I know that CryptoUK did an enormous job and uh, great work uh, in terms of their uh, writing the comments on their on the consultation. So I would say that, uh, you know, if travel rule will be implemented, I totally agree that we definitely need this technology and blockchain technology using into, you know, during the year, uh, during the travel rule implementation, for example, like there are different kind of risks, for example, risks to, the, uh, to individual privacy uh, during the implementing of the travel rule. So different kind of hacks of the personal information and so far, so on. So that's definitely going to be a big challenge for the whole industry. Um, so, you know, like every year, I usually say during the conferences, the next year is going to be the, the year of the regulation. And I hope, usually I hope for that, but, you know, nothing nothing really big happens uh, because, you know, usually um, I work for the exchange and what we care about is, you know, the volumes, the VIP traders who bring uh, the commissions to the exchanges. And of course, uh, while there is no regulation there is no protection of the of the investors institutional investors uh to the full ex fullest extent uh we can't really have these big volumes we can't we, we're still at a very early stage of the regulation so i think that uh you know this um you know if the regulation will be strengthened uh we will definitely see bigger volume uh and um more you know a more stabilized market uh what else uh, i also think that um um, basically, um, if we, um, you know, if we see their, uh, the regulation that will be implemented, not only the ML regulation, but like crypto registration, like it's in, uh, now in the UK, uh, we will definitely see their proper bank relations. Um, because, you know, at the moment, um, you know, even being re registered in the UK, for example, and having some license uh, in the European countries, you can't really have proper bank relations because banks are still very 
afraid of communicating with the crypto exchanges. And despite the fact, as I mentioned, that we really, we uh, we ask for source of funds, we we do the full KYC, they're still very afraid. And, you know, as, as Ian also mentioned, sometimes we do better checks than payment systems, but nobody believes us. Nobody like really thinks that we do that. For example, when we have the talks with the compliance and the banks, the, the compliance of the banks, uh, they usually really, like they, they don't understand how we do all these checks, but uh, Richard, our compliance officer is usually, but we do all these checks. So for uh, for them, it's really, it's a new sphere. They don't understand it. And I feel like, you know, next year probably um, will be, will be, you know, much of improvement in this sphere. No, great, thanks. And uh, Ian, what, what, what impact do you think that these changes will have on, on crypto exchanges, like, like what Maria has said? In, in addition to banking, where do you see things going and changing? I mean, you, you've touched on regulators encroaching on some of the exchanges that have uh, been more hesitant at going near AML and KYC checks to word that diplomatically. Don't get me started on banking relationships in the UK for crypto <laughs> businesses, not only just corporate relationships, it's also um, retail transactions that, that are getting halted, blocked. It's a problem. Um, we're working with um, UK Finance, which is the UK's uh, largest trade body uh, for financial services, to, to really try and educate and help them understand what the issues are, and both for retail and, and corporate. Um, I do think that once the regulations are in place, this will provide greater comfort to compliance teams in banks to onboard crypto. They're dead scared at the moment. Compliance teams just look at the... The, the risks that they perceive that it's global in nature, you know, there's pseudo anonymity, um, there's no uh, frictions, we don't know the, 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 the source of funds, there's this whole compliant liquidity question mark that it, that is an issue. But I do believe that when the money laundering regulations in the, in the UK, the FCA is fully up and running, plus uh, the travel rule I mentioned, it's a, it's, it's a hope, but I think there needs to be more work done to educate teams in banks as as to some of the things we've mentioned um the greater checks the technology supports um understanding um the transaction history etc etc and the tools we have to to block and to stop uh illicit transactions and blacklist wallets and e and even cancel tokens we've seen this with uh, such aspects as the ransomware of the colonial pipeline in the us and the polychain hack the crypto community has a great ability to thwart um, criminal activity, even, even ahead of traditional financial sector. So it's about educating policymakers and those those folks in these compliance teams. All right, no, great, thanks. And and over to you, uh, Maria. Just as a, a last question, what what impact do you think the the, exchange, the 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 changes will have on crypto exchanges such as XMO and others going forward? Yeah, you know, what is interesting that a few years ago when we introduced the mandatory verification, uh, we we expected that and it happened, like half of our users just, you know, went away because they didn't want to go too fast through QIC. But at the moment, we experienced that more and more users are willing to do the QIC checks and they feel confident and they feel, um, you know, they feel cared about and they they love that. They love that we 
UKYC, they love that we actually can retrieve their password if they lose it, for example. They love that, um, you know, if, if something happens, uh, you know, if so somebody will ha hack their wallet or something like that, like stole, steal their password, uh, we can actually help them. And this is what matters. And I think that the market is becoming more grown up. And I feel like, you know, um, last the, the next year will become a new year in crypto. And I think that um, all the audience, not only the institutional traders but retail traders we understand that these those kyc and ml checks they actually are you know they're beneficial for them and um of course, there will be always uh, the audience who will be trading on the some gray exchanges. But I think the majority will get the fact that actually it's very beneficial for them. So I think that uh, you know the next year will become you know more grown up for the crypto crypto sphere. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I mean, it was only a couple of years ago when you looked at. I, I think it's fair to say the majority of crypto exchanges, and it was about fifty-fifty if they would exit scam will be hacked or, or disappear or whatever because there was so much you know chaos and, and lack of, of structure in 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 the market and now, now it's much more secure and and you know also looking at the user experience to attract more more people more retail users more institutional users as well so uh, it, it's a space that that you know that we can see from every angle it evolving incredibly quickly and, and really exciting to be a part of so Ian and, and Maria, thank you so much for joining us um, and, and giving up your, your very precious and limited time to, to join us in this. Really grateful to you. And um, big thanks again to Trudeau for welcome. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. See you soon. This episode of Crypto Curry Club is brought to you by TrueLayer. TrueLayer.com forward slash crypto.